all want to make a difference with our life. So this is Make a Difference Monday, where we encourage you to make a difference in yourself, in others, and in the world around you. I'm Courtney Bullard, and today we are joined with Susan McGinnis, and we are talking about the power of prayer. So Susan, we're going to quickly go through your top threes, and then we'll dig deeper into our conversation. So number one, what are your top three things you want listeners to know about you? I have a strong, weird sense of humor. I'm extremely organized and um, I love singing, but only to myself. So (laughs) I love it. Okay. What are your top three ways that you make a difference in yourself? Number one is I pray every day before coffee because I'm hard on myself. I have to give myself grace. That makes me better. And um, I laugh at myself a lot. Like Lucy should be my middle name. I love it. I love it. Okay. What are your top three ways that you make a difference in others? Okay. Well, I'm a strong believer in prayer. So I pray for everybody and we can get into that later, how how I make that happen. Um, I'm extremely involved with my church as in that I volunteer and um, I'm conscious about being truly present when I'm with a friend or family instead of all of technology's disruptions. So phones down, eye to eye, we're together and I'm listening. Wow. I love that. Okay. What are your top three ways that you hope to make a difference in the world? Hope. I'm going to cry. I really strive to be um, the disciple that Jesus would be proud of me. So virtues are very important to me. Um, That's one. So, and to stop seeing others through the eyes of judgment, to see people as though they were Jesus, to see that love in them. And uh, the third is to, um, and this is tough, strive. You said strive or hope to make a difference is that when I'm having conversations with people, especially loved ones, um, that I speak to them as though I was speaking to Jesus. So would I snap at Jesus? No. Would I yell at Jesus? No. Would I be sarcastic to Jesus? No. So just really trying to bring it down to those that I love and show that love through them. That's. Wow. Yeah. Susan, I cannot wait. I'm ready to dive into our conversation. Okay. I'm getting Kleenex. Okay. And uh, are you ready? Yes. You're ready yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So Susan, I've been looking forward to our time together and we've known each other for a few years now. I'm trying to think of when we first met, um, but it was because of the Pearl House that we were introduced. And I'm so thankful because I have met the most amazing people because of Pearl House and you're one of them. Aww. And I just admire you so much. And I look up to you. And when we were talking about the importance and power of prayer, you were one of the first people that I wanted to reach out to. Um, and so just so people kind of get to know you a little bit better before we dive into um, just practical ways you pray. And I, I just cannot wait to have a conversation with you about this. But one of the things that you um, you said is that, well, you said you love to sing, but only to yourself. <laughs> so I, what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite song that you often sing to no, yourself? You can't ask me favorites because... I'm one of these people that I love lots of songs. I love all colors. I love all flavors. I love everything. Like, don't ask me my favorite. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you could just share me a few. Um, Okay. So one of my favorite songs is, um, 
I don't even know the name of it, but right now, man, when it comes on, I got to crank it up. There's a lot of praise and worship going on in my car, mm-hmm. but um, it's that white lies um, in desperation. No one would ever love me like you do. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing today either, but I'm tracking with you. No, I, I don't know the name of that song though. Okay. We'll look it up. Maybe we can put in the notes. But okay, so just a lot. if you ever want to sing out loud, give me a call because I love you. I bet you have a great voice. No, 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 <laughs> not even close. Like I'm not even like nobody ever says, oh, my gosh, you have a good voice because they won't ever hear it. It's not even. No, not even. No, I'm still flat. No, no. Okay, well, I would love for you to share. You said you're very organized. And one of the things that you mentioned is that you use the notes on your phone to stay organized. And especially with prayer, like, can you share a little bit more about that? Like, how do you practically use the notes on your phone to stay organized? Well, I'm leaning more on my notes for a lot of things, but how it started was, I mean, I just opened up notes and I realized, I mean, when I say I'm going to pray for someone, I really mean it. And I will immediately whip out my phone and add you to the list, add it. And so um, I realized that there were three different categories of um, of praying for people overall. One is uh, maybe someone is lost or they're a non-believer or an atheist or agnostic. Um, and so I pray for their salvation, that they would seek the endless presence of Jesus. Come to know him. So I have a salvation list. My second list is health or healing. Lots of people need, you know, are going through a health crisis. And so they need, they ask for prayer for surgeries or what, what, what. So it was health and healing is my second one. And then the third one is um, for people that I love and adore, like you, um, is encouragement and protection. You might not have asked for anything, but I'm going to pray God's encouragement and protection over you, your cause or whatever. And then the fourth one is strength. I've labeled it strength for people going through a difficult situation. And um, maybe they have an ailing mother. Maybe they have a family member that's going through crisis. Maybe they have a child. Doesn't matter. Maybe they're, you know, unemployed, COVID, doesn't matter. If they're going through a difficult situation, I pray for them and that they would, um, that we would find our resolve in, through God. Just look to him. He'll give you the answers. So th- that's my prayer, that they would resolve, find their resolve in God. Wow. And is that how, whenever you said that you pray every day, do you go through that list? Do you pull up your notes? What does that look like? Well, um, yes and no. Like, So I pray for the list Monday. I know this is OCD. I'm really organized. Monday through Friday, I pray. And my priest told me that he knows, God knows what's on your list, Susan. So you don't have to name everybody every day. So, because it takes a long time. And so um, every Saturday, I name everybody that's on my list. And it really feels good in my heart. And um, what really I find it helps to do is by naming them. When I see you on Tuesday, I'll say, Hey, how's your grandmother? Or how is your, your aunt? She was in a car wreck. How's she doing? It brings it present and it makes me present to the relationship of the last conversation that we had. So it really solidifies um, the truth about prayer Mm. and friendship and caring. It brings it all together. Mm. For me, that's what I found. 
Wow. Do you, how long do you think you spend in prayer every day? Some day are some days longer or Saturdays your long day? What does that look like? Yes. Um, well, it's probably read prayer time is probably about 30 minutes and then I read scripture. So I'm, I'm up to about an hour, sometimes hour and a half before my day gets started. So, you know how some people wake up early to exercise. Mm -hmm. I wake up early and I cannot wait to go have my time with Jesus. Wow. Like I have my, I have my prayer candle. I have my picture of Jesus and I have my Bible and I have my spot and I go get my coffee. I'm not, I won't allow myself. This is how I started. I wouldn't allow myself to drink a sip of coffee until I'd said my prayers. And I just started with five minutes, just five minutes. I would say that our father get some stuff off my chest and then move on. But this has evolved for me. And it took me several places moving around the house to even find my prayer spot. And so now I have my prayer spot. I put on my, um, Mongolian chant, like um, Latin music in a cathedral. And I put that on in the house and I just create the environment and, and invite God and Jesus to my, to my knees with me. And together we have coffee in the morning. Wow! It's just so like, yes, I jump out of bed. I jump out of bed. That's incredible. To go see my prayers. And are you more, are you naturally a morning person? Yes. Yes. So I love it. But it started with the new year's, it started with the new year's resolution mm-hmm. in 2014. And so it was the best one I've ever kept five minutes early to pray. That's all it was. And now we're looking at five it. minutes early to pray. Wow. So how do you, let me ask you this. How do you not get distracted? Because I know I've talked to friends that they, you know, in a woman's mind too, you have a million things going on at one time. We're making lists. We're thinking what we got to do after this. We've, you know, how do you keep that focus on prayer, on Jesus? Like, how, how do you do that practically? I've got a great answer. Number one is I don't pick my phone up. It's not in the room with me. Because if I pick my phone up to look for something, there it goes, bing, 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 bing. And, you know, all the... The, the numbers are everywhere that you've got a message here, here, here. I don't take my phone with me, but I do keep a piece of paper and notepad next to me because, um, you know, silence magnifies God's voice. Mm. And so in the silence, we don't always have to be talking. And so sometimes I've learned to listen to what comes to me and I'll make a note, but move on. And sometimes I just, meditate in something that I just said, and it just feels beautiful and euphoric. And I just hang there, just hang there with it and just kind of listen to see what may evolve. Just be quiet and be still. And it's beautiful. And people come to mind and it's amazing because after my prayer time, as I'm getting ready for work and going to work, I will reach out to whoever came to mind and God's timing, you know, every time God's timing, Mm. it's just beautiful. Well, and I can speak just a witness of that because there's been times where I've needed prayer for something and you've texted me right in the moment when I needed it saying that God brought me to mine or the pearls to mine. And, and, and it's just amazing because it's a amazing way. Another way how God shows his love for us through other people yes. that he loves us enough that he'd put me on your heart and that you'd be obedient and reaching out. And it's powerful. Yes. I've had several clients and friends because I do on my own business. I have had several of them say, I'm so thankful, Susan, that you are in tune to God 
because I needed you to call me or I needed that from somebody and it was you. So thank you for staying in tune to God. But it does, it, it does require being silent and just listening. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes we're doing stuff and we don't even know it and come to find out it was a blessing. You know, mm-hmm. you can look at the stepping stones afterwards. You can look back and see it. But sometimes when you're in it, hmm. that's where I'm finding myself more and more often is in it in the moment. And there, there's nothing, that's the biggest high and the biggest thrill seeker. Like, I can't wait for the next fix. I call it a fix. I want a Jesus fix. <laughs> I love so it. So I'm looking for the next one. I'm just waiting. Like, where's my next assignment? And I feel like I'm bored without it. I'm not picking up my phone. I'm not doing that. And I'm not going to pacify and look through something else through media sources. Wow. Woo. That could be a whole nother topic right there. Right? But I love what you said. Silence. Silence magnifies God's voice. Wow. Yes. And sometimes it's really hard to get there. Man, I know I'm challenged and encouraged by that. Um, you know, I want to go back to one of the things you said is that you tend to be hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you give yourself grace. How do you do that? Because we all want to know we're all very hard on ourselves, I think. And so how how would the person listening right now, like what word would you say? How do we do that for ourselves to offer ourselves grace? That's a great question. For me, I have a strong spirit of truth over me, black and white, on, off. And um, it's almost scary if you're in my head. But I can, um, I just know when I'm beating myself up. And my other self says, stop it, knock it off. Like give yourself grace. You're not perfect. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He just expects us to be trying. And so I just correct myself immediately. That's incredible. You know, I have a friend that um, she, I can't remember if she read this, but she said that, you know, there's really, there's two voices. There's God's voice and there's Satan's. And if it contra, you know, and you can recognize where it's coming from, you know, where yes. is that something the Lord would say? Well, then we know. Right. And I recently heard, and it was so profound, is that Satan condemns us where God convicts us. Hmm. And so if you're beating yourself up, feeling like not worthy, that's a condemnation. And that's Satan stinking thinking and versus God will empower you and inspire you to do good. It's okay. And help pick you back up and let's do it again. Start Mm -hmm. over like you would your three-year-old. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, knock it off. Let's get up and we'll try it again. So it's that same thing. It's just so powerful. I feel like. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I think a lot of times, especially as Christians, you know, that I hear, and I know we've talked about that we all know we need to pray more and, oh, I need to, I need to pray more. Or even you might tell someone I'll be praying for you, but didn't, do we really do it? And so I would love for you to give just practical tips on what worked for you to really make that happen where you actually are praying. You know, it was, um, it was, so I I don't remember which came first, but I found this, um, beautiful, this will be helpful too, but I mean, first and foremost, I'm listening to people. I put them on a list. If that's what they need, if they ask for prayer, I put them on a list and I put them in my heart and on my mind and on my list. Right. But Um, What got me started in prayer to organizing my prayer, because sometimes people don't know what to say or how to start. Of course, I always start with our father. Um, I always start with what I'm grateful for. Um, And then um, I thank him for listening to me. 
And then I go into my list. But one thing that was um, I found intriguing and very helpful was called the five finger prayer. We hold your hands up like this. And the thumb is for those near and dear you to you. The fingers, the pointer fingers is for the teachers, the healers, the first responders. And I added the military abroad <laughs> and nice. missionaries that they may do their calling with God's light. All of them. How beautiful. The longest finger is for the world leaders, for the leaders in our community, that they may lead with God's light is my language there. And then with the special hedge of protection, I added hedge, hedge of protections um, to the missionaries and to, and to the leaders. I added a special hedge of protection for our Pope and all Christian clergy. May they have a special hedge of protection around them, especially during our time right now of such turmoil, you know. Um, and then the third is your weakest finger. And that's for the widows, the orphans, the prisoners and those unemployed and anybody going through adversity. That's the that's the people on my list that I categorized um, that needed strength. Anybody going through adversity that we may all find our strength and resolve in God. Because the first and foremost, it's coming from him. And so with this, and then so I go into my appreciations and what I'm so grateful for, for continued blessings and my parish and the church. Oh my gosh, the church. Could you imagine the grassroots efforts of the apostles and what they were going through and what they had to start? Mind blowing, but I'm so grateful for them. So anyway, that's kind of a circle on my vocation. Like I pray for everything every morning, but I've kind of got it down in my mind, but I'm, I'm visualizing the words that are, that I'm, that are coming out of my mouth, hmm. you know, that's good. And you know, something too, you have to pray out loud, even if it's a whisper, because Satan cannot, he doesn't hear our thoughts, but he has access to our imaginations, right? But he can't hear our thoughts. So if we speak these words, he knows and he hears that we're a child of God and that don't come here. Don't even come here. This is protected and sacred. So it's powerful. Amen. Wow. I would love for you to even to expand how you've grown spiritually as a result of, I mean, you're, you're in continual, consistent conversation with the Lord. I mean, how has that affected you? How has that affected your spiritual growth? Um, well, first, I, I, I wish I was a reader, but I'm not. And I pray to be a reader. I can read. It's just, do I, if I pick up a, a book or anything, I'm, not, I'm asleep in the first paragraph. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit ADD. <laughs> but um, so I'm a visual learner, but there's so many things that I want to learn on and dive into. Um, but overall, for me, I am ADD, but it has calmed my spirit and um, like I'm, I, I just, I can see myself. I'm walking steady. Um, nothing really, there's been a couple of close times when I'm really wigging out, but I will not let myself wig out. I trust in Jesus. I trust in him for whatever the journey it was meant to be for whatever reason, because I'm being prudent and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. And so, um, it, it'll work out for the good and it, it, and I'm so black and white that it doesn't matter if something happens and I die, y'all better be throwing a party for me because I'm going to heaven. That's my place. And um, I'll be praying for you guys from heaven. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, uh, that's amazing. 
I I love that. And I, and you know, there's so many things that you've said and great takeaways where you started, where it started with in 2014, a resolution of I'm going to spend five minutes praying. And that's really what I hope people listening, that they'll be challenged that every morning, five minutes to start in prayer. And so, you know, I think, cause I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed or think, well, I can't pray for an hour and a half. I can't just see what God does with it. Like five minutes. We all can do that. Yeah. Plant that seed and let it grow in you. Cause that's exactly what it was. It was a, it was a little desire and it just, it grows and it's still growing. I'm not saying I've got this down. I, you know what? It would be perfect. I would know if I got it down would be um, if I had the charism of healing. That would be amazing. Hmm. That would be amazing. And so I'm praying for the charism of healing. Wow. Have you heard of Unbound? I don't think so. Mm -mm. It is um, the charism of healing, obviously, is healing physical needs, but Unbound, and it's not a Catholic thing, it's a Christian thing. And so I'm speaking with the lady tomorrow morning and learning more about it, but it's been on my heart for a couple of years. But it's about healing people with emotional wounds. And I know a lot of people have physical wounds, but I believe there's a lot more people with emotional wounds. And um, that's that's my my language right there is emotional wounds of my background. And so um, I believe that this is a doorway that God's put on my heart and I'm about to go through it. And I'm so excited about my time with this lady tomorrow morning that I'm going to learn about it and see if I can dive into that. That's yeah. incredible. And I agree. I think that, um, I think that is a huge need right now and probably we all need it. We just don't, maybe not all of us realize it right now. <laughs> right. Cause nobody wants to talk about it. Right. So maybe right. I can come back and do when I get that down a little bit, maybe I can come back and talk to you about Let's what do that it. is. Let's do it. I'm writing it down. We'll schedule it. <laughs> I love put it. it on that list. <laughs> I'll put it on the list. I love it. Well, and I think that one of the things too, and I want to touch on this because one thing we talked about is, you know, we're talking about prayer and the things that you hope to make a difference in the world. And, you know, I, I love for you to share about how we talked about, even just sometimes we don't feel like maybe mm-hmm. we're not doing these huge things, but it's in the little things. So I love for you just to encourage those that maybe feel that way that, well, who am I, what kind of difference can I make? I'd love for you to share. Right. You know, I am one of those that I, I just, I, I'm called to action. I want to jump. Was it Peter that jumped out of the boat and swam? ran to Jesus. That's me. I'm going to leap out of the boat. I'm not going to wait until we paddle and get there. So, um, I have to hold myself back a lot, but, um, and so sometimes like, I'll never forget the time I was watching a commercial on TV. I was passing through the den. This is years ago. And I heard something that really touched my heart. Someone was going through something so horrible and I couldn't help her or him or whoever it was. And then I literally stood there and thought, I can pray. I can pray. And so I just hit my knees and said a prayer, a deep, sincere, contrite prayer for this. And um, and that was a Genesis too. Like the Holy Spirit was working on me on several different things at the time. And I'm wondering if I'm not to be like a hermit and go into some monk-like cave and just pray all the time because I love praying for people. I just do. I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm just following my heart and what, you know, the doors of God's opening. But um, I do feel like sometimes we can't do enough physically do. And to say that, um, well, all I can do is pray. I almost resent that phrase because that is powerful. That is the most you can do. Prayer is so powerful. It is the most we can do. Don't say it is the least. 
But we're so physical on earth. We're here so physical. We don't even realize that it's just a, it's just a seed compared to what really is. And not that I have that vision, but prayer is powerful. It is so powerful. And Susan, I would love, I mean, I have, I really don't want our time to end to be honest, but I would love for you to have the opportunity. If there's anything else that you would like to share or story or anything before our time ends, this would be the moment. Mm. Just be sincere with one another. You know, maintain that eye contact and be present with one another because that's what it's all about. We, we know over this last year and a half what distancing does and God did not make us to be distanced. And so we really need to, um, if you love that person in front of you, be present, be present. And let me tell you, I can't go there. It's too long. You can go there. Okay. So let me tell you what I was praying for one time, because mm-hmm. I do pray for myself that I may think wholly and purely I may see holy and purely. I speak holy and purely and I go and do pure places because I don't like the judgments that come in our human minds, you know, and I don't want those. Mm -hmm. So here's one thing that it's proof that I know that prayer works because I was praying that I would see people as Jesus sees people. I prayed that for, I don't know, a couple months every day. I wanted to, I wanted to, to exude the compassion is what I was hoping for. Right. What I saw was brokenness, sadness, despair, and it was weighing my heart down. I couldn't take it. So I had to change my prayer to God. um, Let me see Jesus. When I see other people, let me see the love of Jesus in them. And so now I'm back up seeing, I'm seeing hope, if you will, instead of the despair. It was really kind of crazy how that was like, whoa, my, my words, it's happening. My words are happening. And so I really had to change that because it was weighing me down. Wow. You know, I think of too, that you are the true example of the quote you shared with me was mother Teresa that said, doing little things with great love, do small things with great love, do small things with great love. I love that. I love that. And you're example of it. And if people want to find you, how do they find you, Susan? Let's go with Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll go with, we'll go with Facebook because um, I know that goodness, I know I've been encouraged and inspired and I'm going to start my day tomorrow, five minutes before my coffee and creamer. I'm just going to say that right now. And um, we'll just, I know that all of us will be inspired to do so. So Susan, thank you so much. Thank you, Courtney. It was an Mm -hmm. honor. It's a blessing. I love you. I love your cause. I love your ladies, your pearls. And I can't wait to go back. Put me on that list. I better be on that list. Okay. You're on it. You're going with me. I can't wait to go back either. (laughs) All right. Well, let's all go and make a difference. Thank you for listening to Make a Difference Monday. If you would like to learn more about how you can make a difference, visit thepearlhouse.org.